and welcome back to Bar Down. Breakdown. I'm your host at Yesman Outfitter, straight off the island that Emo built. Your boy, live from the Hive, Hawaiian Ryan at Mikey CLT. Mikey, dude, what is up? Oh, you are missing one hell of a lightning storm here on the island, kid. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, actually surprised that I'm hearing you uh, breathing and speaking right now. But you got a little lucky, I hear. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was in my backyard, undoubtedly two to three times. And there are a couple houses hit around us. But luckily, everyone was good around here. These are it's the type of storm where like you're in your backyard and you're just thinking to yourself, Jesus, what a storm. But somewhere like I, it's such a weird thought to have. But I think to myself, like somebody thinks this is a sign. Somebody's going through some shit right now. Or they did something bad, and like this is a sign to them. Yeah, but that's probably like how like religion and everything started, right? You ever think <laughs> weird thoughts? Let's get into that quickly. What did people before the weatherman think was going on right now? Yeah, or like who the hell decided to eat an artichoke? I mean, that's a wild, wild man or woman that just looked at it and said, "Hey, this I'm has great just, health like, benefits." I'm just going to scrape off the leaves on this weird-looking vegetable, fruit, whatever the hell that thing is. I mean, I'm just glad that we eat hamburgers. Well, I eat hamburgers. You don't eat the good stuff anymore. Yeah, I don't. But Beyond Burgers are dope. This is not sponsored by Beyond Burger, but I would love it. Or Beyond Meat. So this would really peeve you, but there's a Burger King in Brooklyn that was serving those Impossible Burgers. But using regular burgers, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Because awful. people were ordering on Uber Eats through the burger, like, whatever, the app. And the specific Burger King that they were using, like, didn't have Impossible Burgers. So they were just giving them regular hamburgers. And this is in Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, so, man. You know, yeah, not, not, the, not, <laughs> not the place to mess with vegans and vegetarians. No, they're hordes of sick hipsters just crawling towards burger king to wreak havoc on them unless it's a food allergy is it like could you just make believe and get over it you know they they do it for moral reasons usually and then also if you haven't eaten meat in a few years like you eating a greasy real like burger from burger king they probably were not feeling too great oh that goes right through you you ever see the video of the one guy that like so excited that he's vegan and his mom got him a vegan uh, pizza or thought she had gotten him a vegan pizza. And he starts eating something and then he's like, pulls something out of his mouth. He goes, what is, what is this? And then like, doesn't even say anything to the camera. Just calls the pizzeria and goes, do you use, do you use tomatoes in your, in your sauce? And they're like, yeah, we do. It's marinara sauce. He's like, I'm vegan. They're like, Good for you. And they hung up the phone. <laughs> he went nuts. Is ve- is tomatoes vegan? I don't know. It was something. Somebody will correct me. Well, yeah. Tomatoes are a vegetable or actually fruit. but And vegetables, no dice in the vegan world. No, vegetables, dice. That's all dice. That's all vegs? Oh, yeah. Vegans just don't eat anything animal products at all. Even like gelatin is technically considered an animal product. Uh-huh. So that's why like vegan so hard because like. A lot of sauces 
that you would assume are like vegan aren't actually vegan. Is beer vegan? Yes. I could I be would, vegan, honestly. Uh it's harder than you think. You really have to like read the labels. I mean like, you very would know. closely. I'm not a vegan though. You are the most vegan person I have contact with. And so you are vegan to me. <laughs> I'm just going to be housing beers in the parking lot in October. People will be like, yo, slow down. Just be like, dude, it's just my diet. Vegan. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I could have. <laughs> that would be one hell of a vegan diet. Uh, it's pretty. Honestly, I don't know how I haven't thought of it to this point. Wow. That's great. All right. <laughs> So, now that we've explored lightning storms and veganism, what's on the docket for today, Michael? We got our dude, Kyle O'Neill, from the legendary pop punk band, Fireworks. And, man, Fireworks is still one of my favorite bands. Even though they have been broken up for a little while, Gospel and Oh Common Life are just such fantastic albums. So... I was really excited when we were able to land this interview. Yeah, this was one you've been talking about early on when we started the pod. You've been talking about fireworks for a while now. Yeah, it's kind of cool how like some people that I had in mind for a while now that I knew were hockey fans, you know, we've had as guests on our pod, and you know, it turned out, you know, with like Corey would Corey would free throw, and now Kyle, like, you know, I guess I was onto something because they are awesome guests and i'm really excited for people to hear them. let's get to the interview because no one wants to hear us talk about nonsense anymore and then uh we'll get back to the people and let them know if i got washed away or not after the interview all right so here's kyle from fireworks your hard concrete while well, I'm stuck on The blood stain in it and where it came from Copy cuts collect at the side of my bed Red pants push through the places I've been I tie them together with a string The pattern just tells me go to I should go to sleep Getting used to my skin, but it doesn't fit right. I share my name with a stranger all my life, and I feel it all. Carolina in my blood. Run, brother, run. And we're back in the box with our boy Kyle from Fireworks. Kyle. Hello. How's it going? Man, doing well. Hanging out. Uh, you are in Detroit. I am. What's it like in there, man? <laughs> it's, it's very hot right now. It's nice. Detroit's going crazy right now. Every time I leave my apartment, there's something new being built. Oh, really? It's, yeah. uh, it's a fledgling. Uh, oh, fledgling is the wrong word. Uh, booming economy. Yeah. Well, we Some something along those lines. Cheap uh real real cheap uh real estate over there. So I'm told. 
It was. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Now that it's <laughs> become popular. Yeah, because of that. Uh, but but that's see. why the whole thing started. Right. Well, it's definitely become popular because of the real estate, but more importantly because of your boys in red and white over there. Oh, yeah. As always, the famed Red Wings playing at the uh, out of the box. So what do you feel? How are you feeling about them as, as of today, as it currently stands? Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for them. Like, I, obviously, the last season, they didn't do great. But, like, I, I feel like we had a lot of injuries, and that was, like, the, the main reason. Because we were like, killing it, like, around Thanksgiving. And then we just started getting injured, and then we just started losing a ton. And we could never catch back up. But there's a lot of talent on the team, and then I think the moves that we've made in the offseason are pretty interesting. And uh, I'm excited. But... You know, we've had a, a rough few years, but I'm I've been so spoiled my whole life with the Red Wings being like the best team in the world. <laughs> uh, so I'm okay. I just enjoy them, regardless. Yeah, Red Wings are incredibly storied franchise and have had a lot of success for I mean most of my life. So growing up, always seeing them do well was nothing new, and the quote-unquote struggles of uh, your guys' recent past are far shorter than any struggle I've ever had to deal with for any of my teams in any of my sports, especially the Islanders, having probably a run at probably one of the worst organizations to ever exist since uh, coming off of one of the most unprecedented dynasties in American sports. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I mean, you can't keep the Red Wings down in my eyes. I mean, they're, they're just, it's just a good organization from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I don't know. I just I just think there's a lot of talent, and they're starting to, like, gel. Like, the younger kids, like Larkin and Mantha and, I don't know. but like, Anthony to see you? Yeah, Anthony to see you and uh, uh, Bertuzzi. Right, um, right, right. They're all, they're all kind of gelling. It's shaping up, I think. And, I, and we got Steve Eiserman back. Yeah, um, Stevie Y. I feel and like, you, like you like the moves he's made so far. Yeah, I do. I mean, oh, we just got Philpola from you. Yes, um, you did. Yeah, uh, I I always liked him. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel they're strong. The strong choices. The the draft pick, the number one draft pick that we took was a little unexpected, but I, I think it was a smart move. He's like already playing in like the Premier League in Germany. And I went to the prospects tournament here and like I watched him just effort- effortlessly like stop a four on one. So that's <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a, a good look, a good start for a prospect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where uh, you went to a pros- the prospects game, where, where was that held? It was at Little Caesars Arena. Okay. I, uh, I went last year too. Like, so. The new the new arena, Little Caesars Arena, they have a practice rink where the the rings practice and it's below the arena. And the, I think that they can, you know, they have like uh, kids games there too, or like bantam games or whatever. The tournament was there last week and it was like packed. And I think because of that, they bumped it up to the, just the actual arena this year. So how many people do you think were there? I mean, under a thousand probably, like you know, a few hundred, maybe a little more. But, okay. Yeah, that that's but, tough. Like to, because even when you know the Islanders had a few like solid draft picks, they opened it up in like their a regular arena, and 
you know, even that first year we had like uh, Ryan Strom, there was probably only like two or three thousand people there, and it just looks kind of empty in the the big yeah. arena. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was over around a thousand or so. But yeah, it did look. It would definitely looked empty in the big arena. So, but it was fine. I enjoyed it. And did they do like the the nice uh, shootout at the end? Um, they did a shootout um, because the turn the game was actually tied. Oh, nice! <laughs> it was a uh, team Howe versus team Lindsay. Good stuff. So now that you guys got uh, Valtteri Filpula, you know, mm-hmm. just another silly last name that you know, <laughs> just to add it to the add it to the bunch. But uh, you throw Valtteri Filpula on a line with Franz Nielsen, and I don't think. Uh, anyone's going to score a single goal on that line. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess when Philpel played for the Wings before, I, I really liked his playing, but I feel he never finished. Is that how you guys felt? No, he, he scored some silky goals. Yeah. I think he scored, like, one of the best goals for the Islanders this year. He was. Yeah, the- I, mean, I, I feel he's been, like, since he's, he's left, he's, like, really coming to his own. So we'll and see. it's nice he'll get to end his career with the Red Wings, you know. Start start and end it, yeah. And I feel like he played under Eiserman in Tampa, and and they were teammates for a season, and then he played under him in in Detroit. So. Yeah, it, it seemed like Stevie Y definitely had his eyes on him. And uh, yeah. what do you what are you feeling about your goaltender situation though at the moment? I don't know. I mean, I, I like Howard. I think he's he's been solid when he was on this year. He was really on. And I don't know how I feel about Bernier. Like I've, I've kind of the same thing, but it was just more. It was less frequent that he was on. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be your weakness at this point is is the goaltending. I, I think you guys got a lot of young studs that yeah. that are you're, you guys are building around, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's the the last step in the rebuild is getting a solid goaltender because I, I I don't think Howard's gonna take you guys that far. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it I guess it kind of dep- if we have really solid D, I think he's a solid enough goalie. But if he's having to like pull more weight than the D is pulling, then like yeah, I I agree with you. I <laughs> also we could if we could get some uh, talent in there that might help. We just drafted like Larson is his name. He looked pretty good in the prospect tournament as a goaltender. Okay, so you, your farm team's what Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, the Grand Rapids Griffins. Okay, so you you think he's gonna start down there this year, or that he'll be going back to juniors? I think he'll be starting there. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, um, just what I've read from what's coming out of Detroit, basically, is that Stevie Y is going to lock in. I mean, this kind of feels like where he's going to really make his mark on the league, even though he, you know, he's going to get credit for where Tampa's at. But it's awesome for him to see back, to be back. And I think... You know, he I, he said Rome wasn't built in a day. Detroit won't be rebuilt in a summer. But I think, you know, you guys have got a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I agree. And I think it, I think it will be a shorter rebuild than uh, most teams take just because I feel like we always we always had a strong, strong core is just the team, you know, not gelling or like transitional phases. So I think we have a lot of talent on the team now, and especially with Zadina, he's probably going to come up. And then we got Taro Hirose at the end of the season, and he looked great. He scored like eight points in nine games in his NHL career so far. I <laughs> mean, a point uh, a game, not bad. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Yeah, 
But I mean, again, it's just it's one of those cases where it's so it's so annoying because not a, no offense, but pure class from top to bottom organization. You do the right thing and you get rewarded constantly. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't see uh, I can't see you guys struggling for 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 very much longer, if at all, anymore. The only the a uh, thing I am a little worried about is that a big part of the Wings' success through the 90s and early 2000s was Mike Illich, the, their owner, owns Little Caesars, and he just he passed away a year, a year or two ago. Yeah, two years and, ago. And his, uh, his son is now, now owns the team and is running things, and I don't know if he cares about winning as much as his dad did. Because his dad, his dad was basically, he was like a almost a pro baseball player. He was like, in the Tigers farm farm system, so he's like a like a sports guy and like exactly com- yeah competitive yeah and so I don't know if yeah I just don't know if he has the drive he's more of a business guy right yeah he's too worried about getting those uh, pizza portals put in all the little C's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've actually used one it was pretty impressive the what the pizza portals yeah you know their whole thing is like the five dollar hot and ready kind right. of just walk in and out but now they have like this whole portal thing where you can you really don't have to interact with any of their creepy sales associates <laughs> there's just like a, a hot and ready ready to go yeah and you kind of even just more even more ready even more ready like a, is it like a vending machine type deal yeah i yeah. don't i don't i haven't seen these i'll have to keep an eye out for them i yeah. feel like you're in the heartland for them though so that kind of upsets me yeah, I maybe I'm a bad Detroiter. I mean, I wouldn't say it, man. You, you put on pretty well. I mean, uh, I think fireworks is a pretty good uh, flag carrier, a vanguard for the Detroit area. Yeah, yeah, we were represented Detroit pretty well. We were pretty proud of where we came from. I mean, you should be, man. You guys showed it too. So Anyone? let's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into let's get into a little bit of music while while we're on the subject here. All right. All right. So, uh, Mikey actually got me on to you guys, and from we have these uh, playlists on Spotify where we just try and put together, uh, you know, people that we want to talk to or people that we have talked to, just generally, pe- you know, music we think people would like, and we always get comments on fireworks. Run, brother, runs on our on our playlist. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, that uh, for some reason, not for some reason. I mean, it's a great song, but uh, it's always seems to be uh, somebody always texts me and goes, "That's a great fucking tune, man." <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, that. yeah. It feels nice. Absolutely, it should. I'm glad. Yeah. So, what are you guys up to nowadays, Fireworks Crew? Um. Well, uh, we're all we all still hang out all the time. <laughs> um, I was just with most of them. Other uh, day, Brett Brett lives out in L.A. He's a barber. Uh, you know. Chris just had, he just had a, a daughter, so he's doing well. And Adam, our keyboard player, is about to get married. Dave, our singer, he's he's working at uh, he's managing this venue in uh, in Detroit, and it's a great venue. And so he's he's killing it there. So, and then we all hang out still, so it's it's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Funny Go story. I actually was in a fantasy football league with Chris like almost ten years ago at this point. Oh yeah, was it the through like absolute punk? Right, it was for some charity thing. Yeah, it kind of got me thinking. I kind of want to do that with this and try to raise a little money for some charity with some hockey fantasy. That'd be cool. Let me know. I've I've never done a hockey fantasy. It seems like too much to keep up with. 
It's not as yeah. much as baseball. Baseball is just out of hand. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to update your roster like every night. Yeah, and there are four million positions and pitchers to deal with. And but yeah, no, I've never done. I I've, I've never played fantasy hockey either. Yeah, I was uh, invited once. Actually, you, you had uh, Nick from Bayside on your show, right? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, he asked me. He asked me once a couple years back if I wanted to uh, be in a fantasy league with him, and I was considering it but then i was just like i i don't want to keep up with this and i don't want to let anyone down nick feels like the type of person that would be like eagle eye vigilant on his lineup every single night too like you'd oh, have absolutely up, up to yeah, date sounds exactly right so we kind of got you know what you guys are up to these days but can you kind of walk us through the formation of fireworks and like do we have a ton of hockey fans in the band as well like you know detroit red wings fans or you know, some of the people that you've come across on the road that are hockey fans? Yeah, uh, I don't I guess I'll start with the hockey stuff. Uh, as far as hockey fans in the band, it's me and Chris. Tony, who he usually did merge or tour manage us, he's also a huge hockey guy. So it was, it was really the three of us that were big hockey fans. I played hockey growing up. The Red Wings were my childhood. I was so into them because, like, I don't know, like 12 and 97 when they won the first time. And I, I was losing my mind. Uh, yeah, that's a good age. That's like when you start to really understand the game and, and everything. Yeah, so. and uh, yeah, we've uh, definitely uh, met a lot of hockey people touring. And it was, it was funny, like people, uh, def- probably just from me and Chris, like tweeting or whatever, found out that we were huge Wings fans. And like people would show up with the Red Wings gears to our shows. <laughs> and, like, oh, hell yeah. I was, yeah, we, we played a show in uh, Glasgow, Scotland, and there's kid came to the show wearing a like a Zetterberg jersey and it turns out he fought he follows the team from Scotland which was pretty awesome yeah I hear that like the uh United Kingdom area has getting big gotten big in hockey like Belfast has like a pretty good team yeah I hear that the game is growing over there yeah I've heard that too I think my my friend uh tattoos in Cardiff and they have a team and his shop or something does like sponsors the team or they collaborate on something so he goes to a bunch of games so it seems like yeah it seems like he's getting popular there like i i listen to spit and chicklets and it sounds like uh they they those guys would have rather played over there than in the khl <laughs> oh really yeah the khl seems rough man like i was reading an article once about like coaches like having guns and stuff like that and like locking players in in facilities and stuff like that yeah that's probably why we can't get our uh our white whale over here. We have uh, Sorokin, who's like the best goalie in the KHL, but I don't know if he'll ever come over here. Yeah, it's kind of funny how you have rights to people that may never play in the, the league. Yeah, well, you guys are like the first ones to get those Russians over here. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that was crazy. There's a documentary that just came out uh, called The Russian Five that was on The Russian Five, and my friend, my friend produced it, and I think it's such a good documentary documentary i can't recommend it enough i watched it twice is it on crap. amazon i definitely want to check that out i think it's definitely on like itunes yeah yeah you can definitely probably buy it on anywhere you could buy like i think um, i've seen this or not yeah. seen it but i think i i've seen like the trailer for it it's i thought it was done super well and yeah and actually the seeing it in the th- i saw it in the theaters twice because they had, they did like they premiered it at the uh, film festival here, and I went to that, and I went last minute by myself, and, and everyone like it was in this huge like um, auditorium, 
auditorium, a like theater, and, and everyone there was wearing Red Wings jerseys and like Red Wings gear. And while the uh, film was playing, like people would stand up and cheer when goals got scored as if they were at a game. And it was, <laughs> it was so cool. That's great. Yeah, I, I showed the Mighty Ducks to my students. And like, my, I, I'm a fourth grade teacher. So like, okay. none of my kids have watched any of the Mighty Ducks movies. And it was just so funny to to watch like my my students cheering when they when they scored the goals. In, in oh, the that's movie. amazing! <laughs> Hopefully they'll look back. <laughs> yeah. like they'll be adults and be like, ah, Mr. Ryan, yeah, he's the one that introduced us to Mighty Ducks. Yeah, it's it's crazy because that was such like such an important movie <laughs> to me as a oh, kid. Oh yeah, I have a question for the, for the two of you. Sorry to butt in, but yeah, I have never asked this. But do you prefer the live action Mighty Ducks or the cartoon Mighty Ducks. Live action. Yeah, live action. I, I barely remember the cartoon. That's, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that really sticking around too long. Yeah, it's pure it's, poppycock. I, 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 do, I do think it's funny that like the movie was a success, so Disney was like, eh, we'll get an NHL team then. Yeah, and it worked too. <laughs> it did work. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Uh, that was a whole... I, we spoke about it with somebody else. It was a, that was that's an entire like they put on a clinic on how to start a a, a team in a place that shouldn't have a team. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like Anaheim, for all intents and purposes, should not have a hockey team. But yeah, and it was good. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I still find it weird when all these like warm climate places have teams, but and that you know that really started. I mean, LA's had a team for a long time, but for the most part, that didn't really start happening until like the '90s. And now you're starting to see NHL players coming from California and Arizona and Texas and Florida, which was unheard of in the '90s. <laughs> it feels like hockey has become such a cool alternative sport like it's so different compared to the other three sports that are above it that it's become like a west coast thing yeah it's become like very like rebel like bro cool to love type type thing over there i don't know if it's the the mold of the the dna if you will of west coast people absolutely just because it's a little bit different than everything else i like the vibe though well Let's get right back into the fireworks then, because you guys really were a very different band at the time. And, you know, now in 2019, we see like the rise of pop punk and it's like really like just killing it right now. But when you guys were starting off in like, what, 2008, 2009 ish? Yeah, I mean, we started we started touring in 2006. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. So you guys, you know. We're bringing the pop punk back when, you know, it, it wasn't really at its peak. You know, like, I feel like it was at its peak in, like, the 2000s with, like, Starting Line and, like, drive Through Records and whatnot. And then it kind of died off a little bit. And then I feel like you guys were still a little bit of ahead of it. Like, the re- resurgence of pop punk. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Or are you... Because um, I, I feel like, you know... The Wonder Years and you guys kind of brought it back into the spotlight again. Oh well, well that's that's nice. Uh, yeah, like I, I guess I mean I don't know if we we ever really aimed to be a pop punk band. We were just like punk rock hardcore kids that you know started writing these like poppier songs, and then yeah, yeah. I mean there was definitely 
uh, our wave of bands that came like through. Like, there's all those drive-through bands you're talking about, and then like Newfound Glory saves the day, like those bands. And then yeah, our wave was like kind of our own thing as well. Yeah, I definitely think it was like at the beginning of that, that next wave so i think there's some accuracy to that but i also felt that we never really like followed the trends of like quote unquote pop punk or whatever so but that's the scene that we were touring in and involved with so i feel like we never really found our found our place in that scene because we were kind of sonically a little different than the bands that we were we were playing with well, it's just so funny because we had Corey from uh, Free Throw on, and he was okay. also on Triple Crown Records. And I feel like that's kind of like Triple Crown Records thing. Like they they always sign bands that are a little outside of the mold, and like I feel like Fireworks totally fits into that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the most part, for sure. Because you know, it, it's so funny now when I go to shows. You know, I'm like the older guy in the back, but I'll look around and. You know, it, it's funny to see like tour managers and and band guys wearing fireworks stuff now, and it seems like the younger guys that are in bands, like you know, you guys are a huge influence for them. And I even saw a tweet that Hot Mulligan put out. Are you familiar with that band? Yeah, slightly. I, like I know they're from here, and yeah, I, I think I think we know some mutual people. It's funny because they just put out a tweet that they were in like a a bas- a bathroom uh, stall. And you know you have this that song with uh, words of win- wisdom written on a bathroom stall that lyric. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a on the bathroom stall. It said, said fireworks deserved better. And <laughs> they tweeted that out, and it got like a bunch of hits and whatnot. And I saw that, and I thought, you know what, fireworks did deserve better. I think they, like you said, they were. You guys are kind of a little outside of the mold at the time. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I did see that tweet. That's it was it was funny. And nice. Uh, so, Kyle, I have a, a quick question too. I like to get into. So, um, in 2009, you guys had "All I Have to Offer Is My Own Confusion," and that was produced by Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory. Uh, yep. Am I correct? Before I go on, <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Chad is really like I always. Whenever I look up people's you know backgrounds and and who they worked with and stuff like that, I feel like Chad is somehow involved in at least one of everybody's at least one album that everybody has ever written in the history of pop punk just <laughs> somehow what um what is it about like is what is it like did you work with him or did, did you ever meet him like what what does he do so well because he seems to have like a really good touch because the people he works with are just awesome and you guys definitely don't fall short of that at all so what is it about chad that that is he does so well with 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 the scene we we clicked very well with him like we just get along with him and like he's he's a good friend of mine and it i guess it kind of started with you know working on on that album together and i mean and then after that we've toured like i think like seven times together or something like that he was kind of definitely just good at kind of like trimming the fat of our our songs at the time and like kind of like formulating them into uh into the songs that songs that they were and yeah it was he was just yeah a good, a good vibe to have around and like it was the doing the record with him was actually fred at triple crown's idea you know put us in touch and then and a, a lot of it like was we were just excited to record a record um yeah. and like so we flew out there and it was like you know our first real big thing that we did and it was rushed we like i think we did it in like 
two weeks maybe or okay. or maybe a little longer i don't know but we like the whole time we slept on uh in uh junior from say your goals garage really <laughs> yeah and then we dri- drive to the studio and i think we spent like all of like any extra recording budget on food <laughs> and um this kind of went wild with that um yeah. but yeah i mean Working with Chad was was great because we just when before we started recording we like we had all these songs that we wrote here in Detroit and then we went into like a, a rehearsal space with Chad and then we just like ran through them all day and like made changes and he was he was just good at like pushing us and keeping us on track and he he has a good ear and a good pop sensibility and so yeah it was it was cool working with, with him and then and then we went uh, to Brian McTurner next. And we did the last two records with him, and like he's he made us step up our game even more. So and and he kind of turned us into where we left off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. It kind of brings me to a question I have. Then, like you guys were touring heavy for uh, gospel, and mm. then you guys released "O Common Life." And how many tours did you do for that record? I feel like it kind of got cut a little short with that one. We did a fair amount, I guess. Uh, we did. Three, three and a half U.S. tours. We did a U.K., Japan, and Australia. So, I mean, I guess we did a fair amount on that record. And then, yeah, like, we already had the last tour booked when we decided that we weren't going to tour for a while or we weren't going to be active. And so, I mean, that cut the cycle there when it happened in 2015. Yeah, because, you know, I, I feel like that's a record that grows with people. Oh, like it's still, oh yeah. Yeah. And it's still like on heavy rotation for me. And I, you know, it's all these years later. I just love to see you guys one more time. So do you think that that would be a possibility ever now that we see all these bands kind of doing one offs and playing like festivals and whatnot? Say please, Mike, before you come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not out of the possibility. You know, you never know. Like it's it's not like we stopped because we didn't like each other or we didn't like playing music. Or the band, so people we just needed to do other things in our lives. I'm not saying no. <laughs> I like the move. Thank God, because I gotta get I gotta get to a show now too. So even if, dude, you don't even have to tour for us. Just come fucking hang out. We got a guy. We know a guy that runs the Paramount in Huntington. You guys can just come and we'll hang out and have a few drinks, and you guys can play. Oh, nice. Just play I, it from uh, start to finish. Okay. Yeah, we'll play the, we'll play the Paramount. I tagged the dressing room in the in the Paramount, so I, it would be nice to see that again. <laughs> That's, That's it. We're one. telling Brian. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, Brian. <laughs> next time um, you're back there, next time you're back there, go go and find it. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I mean, if I ever find myself in the dressing room of the Paramount, I will definitely look for it, but also yeah. be very confused because I am not talented enough to be a part of that situation. So well, <laughs> you never know. You never know what what will happen. Absolutely not. And we never know. So, all right, man. Uh, let's get back again when uh, our boys at the ice. And um, yeah. 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 Thanks for, for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you, you picked up that, I, that we were a, a hockey guy. Hockey oh, guys. We have, a, we have a sixth sense about these things. Yeah. I figured. Right. It, right. It's just kind of funny. It kind of just snowballs out of, you know, once you kind of realize that there were like a few people into hockey in the music scene, 
then you start like digging a little deeper and then you realize just how deep it really runs yeah absolutely yeah and we would have we would have fun with it from time to time like uh we played like a a venue in like i think it was like santa Ana, uh california and they had a digital like back uh backdrop so you could like put in anything on the computer and like it will be behind you while you're playing and so we just put the hockey town logo the in the red wings logo in (laughs) california and that was what everyone had to see behind us while we played so (laughs) cry about it (laughs) yeah so we did a little a little advertising for that (laughs) so as because i'm a graphic designer i do um you know i do i do merch basically but uh can i just point something out to you sure the hockey town logo mm-hmm. uh that font is a stock apple font it's basically okay. like the common sa- comic sans of apple okay. like when you get so like they debuted it in the center of the ice i'm just looking at it, like you couldn't you couldn't get somebody to like hand draw it or something you had to like just literally type it out in like a stock font i'll All never right. forget i'm going to march down there to the hockey town cafe and tell them to change it Get me, yeah, exactly. Get me on the phone. Get me on the horn with somebody. I'll whip something up. Yeah. Just. I call Mr. Pizza. It literally (laughs) ripped my heart out. I'm like, you just couldn't put an ounce of effort into it, you know? I didn't uh, didn't realize that. Um, But uh, now I'm going to look into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. Do some investigating. You've been staring at it all these years and you did nothing. Yeah. You know what's. funny though is so there's this place the hockey town cafe and it's like a restaurant that's on the main road in detroit woodward and it's you know it's i can walk there from my apartment uh in like 20 minutes and i've never ate there oh no and they probably don't even know what's on the menu yeah i don't know i did there is a theater in there because uh second city uh detroit used to be there and uh so i i did see hockey the musical there what the hell is that? Yeah, no, was, explain on that. We can't end anymore. You gotta tell me about this one. It was, it was a musical written by Mitch Album uh, about hockey, and it like starred a bunch of Red Wings. Like, not they didn't act, but they had like video segments, and then the actors would interact with. And I forget what the premise was. It was like about like getting hockey players into heaven or something like that. Like what the hell? Oh was, my God. I'll, I'll have to look up the premise and get back to you. Cause it's been, it was a couple years ago. I went, I went with my mom <laughs> uh, and it was, it was entertaining. They had all these like hockey songs and I think Dave Coulier made a guest appearance in the, uh, <laughs> on, the on, on the video. Cut oh it out. Yeah. Oh my. Um, you just gave me a rabbit hole because my, uh, my boss just went on vacation, so I, I, don't, I don't got anything to do. So I'm going to be looking looking up this musical the entire day tomorrow. So Wikipedia yeah. prepared. Yeah, yeah. let me know. Because, yeah, it, I, I wish it, it was like a very weird premise about, and I, I think it had something to do with heaven. and if Or maybe if like the Stanley Cup exists in heaven or something like that. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, I guess it's because Detroit's not too far from Canada. That must have been someone from over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never put two and two together. <laughs> I was wondering, like, because 
it's just very like select places within um within the country have this like tied history to to that sport. So mm-hmm. I always wonder like the ones that aren't close to the Canadian border, like how that came to be, like like Boston. But I guess it's a tough. I could see like it. I guess like the fighting and stuff and the DNA in Boston and well, yeah, and they've also had teams since the you know. Early 1900s. Yeah, the original six teams. You're right. So yeah, and it's it's weird in Detroit because I mean obviously Detroit are Detroit fans, but in in Windsor, which you know, especially when they played at the Joe, you could see Windsor from Joe Louis Arena just across the river. Like that, since it's Canada, it's like half Leaf territory and half Red Wings territory because you know sometimes they want to you know some people want to root for the canadian team and some people want to root for the close team jesus christ so, i i couldn't i don't yeah. even want to get into that fan base anymore I yeah can't we're, we're we're currently at odds with them i'm battling a few fronts here oh uh with toronto yeah, uh, oh, yeah. a Tavares issue well it started with Tavares, but now it's stemmed to the for some reason they think that they've won something and they're like the judge and jury of everything that should be in the hockey world and everybody who ever was born in Toronto should play for the Toronto Maple Leafs for free <laughs> because you know because that's just the way that that's just what they deserve they're a yeah. storied tradition with no cups in the last was it 67 years yeah so it's starting to get really annoying. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. You th- these are these are problems that an original six club doesn't have to deal with. That that's true. <laughs> when uh when you have people from Toronto commenting on local Long Island politics as to whether or not you they think you're going to get your arena that you've been waiting for for twenty years. And they're trying to tell everybody uh just move the team to Quebec. They're never gonna get it. <laughs> fucking annoying. Yeah, that, 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 I I didn't hear that, but uh, that is annoying. What is going on with your arenas? Because I know you were splitting it this um right this season. Do, do you want uh do you want the short version or do you want the real version? It's your podcast, man. I'll take whatever version. It's <laughs> a good point. So basically, what happened? <laughs> it is my podcast. I forgot. So basically, what happened was they're at the Coliseum for like ten years too long. It was falling apart. They tried to have this massive project, this reclamation project, because it's Coliseum is basically in the middle of suburbia. I mean, like shopping mall. Yeah, yeah. On like yeah. a suburban street. Yeah, so parking lot there. And... <laughs> yeah, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no, there's no public trans, direct public transportation. It's, it's really, it's a dump, but it's our dump. And uh, yeah. they tried a reclamation project with it. The owner was gonna pay for like 95% of it and then it got shut down because it got in the put in the middle of this politics battle the owner had to sell the team because he had gotten sick so he sold the team they moved them to Brooklyn after moving them to Brooklyn and everyone was like oh they're gonna stay in Brooklyn forever but it was obvious that they were just looking for a way back to the island this whole time because they left like a little opt-out clause they are they approved a new they approved the new arena to be built next to the Belmont where they run the Belmont stakes, the racetrack. Okay. Um, which is on long Island. It's the, actually the first, first town next to the, to the Queens border, the city border. So it's a really good spot. There's um, it just got put out yesterday. There's going to be a full time 
train station added there to try and release some pressure on the on the you know on the traffic and uh while that was going on the team was being controlled by the people who own the Brooklyn Arena like their day-to-day operations and so they got super duper pissed that uh the team got an opt-out clause so they're kind of just fed up with the team altogether because they feel that they didn't like put enough effort into marketing the team being from Brooklyn being like it's moved to Brooklyn so they're kind of like they like rip down all the signage off of the uh, stadium. Center. Yeah. So to try and save and bring back some of the, the fan base, they split the, the home games between Brooklyn and and the Nassau Coliseum, which was redone, but actually made substandard of the NHL mandates. So it's actually too small to be an arena. <laughs> but um, in the meantime, we're trying to they're they split the games, but. Brooklyn is trying to give as many games to back to the Coliseum for these next two years as possible because they they just they don't want anything to do with the Islanders anymore. Gotcha. Was uh that's that's all crazy. Yeah. Were were people like were were there stories of people going to the wrong arenas? No, no, there is no. definitely not. The last year they uh, I think last year they backloaded the schedule for the most part. So the beginning of the schedule was in Brooklyn and then uh December there was like two or three games at the Coliseum then they went on a road trip they went back to Brooklyn for a little bit and went on another road trip came home and then the rest of the games were at the Coliseum so from February 16th on every single home game is at the Coliseum gotcha this now, year they kind of like sprinkled them in to be fair if Josh Hosang was on the team he probably would have went to the wrong arena 1000% yes <laughs> yeah that's just a uh, knucklehead of prospect that we have gotcha gotcha nice yeah, I, I went to an Islanders game at the Brooklyn Arena. Really? Like, yeah. So you I, were the one. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just in town. My brother and I went with like five years old manager and a friend of mine. Because uh, our our manager uh, that we had um, around like gospel and common life, he was a uh, he's a huge Islanders fan. He's from Long Island. Oh. Yeah, yeah, put him yeah. in touch with us. Look at us. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can swim. He's he, he, he probably kill it talking about the Islanders. What's his name, <laughs> if you don't mind us asking? His name is Eddie. Eddie. Ah. Eddie. All right. Eddie, love you. No, let's not give the full government name over. Uh, okay. Just okay, in bleep case. That out. Bleep yeah, that I'll, out. Beep. I'll get that. I'll there take you that go. and I'll dump that on top of it. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah. But uh, but um, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I got a, a Tavares bobblehead from uh, from that game. Well, I'll oh. throw that right in the trash. Right okay. in the trash. Well, I, I painted a maple leaf on him now. Oh. So. Post. <laughs> oh, throw it in the trash and post a picture. You get big. You get some big big online hits there. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll 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 put it in the trash. I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you guys. You guys can do what you want with it. Everyone loves a Tavares hate. I'm kind of over it. We had the one game, which was awesome because everyone kind of stood together. But, I mean, I don't, know, I don't want to get into it. I told myself I wouldn't do this anymore. We're moving on. We're uh, moving on. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm putting a stoppage, putting a work stoppage on that. You went, you went further in the playoffs this year than he did. So. Absolutely. And we did better so. in the regular season, too. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> See? And that's, yeah. that's, and that's an unbiased opinion, folks. 
This man yeah. couldn't give a shit less about the New York Islanders, and here he is just pointing out facts. Cold hard facts. facts, but you know, I do I do have a little bit of loyalty to my bobble my bobbleheads. Okay, well, so we'll see what happens. But we could have ended on a high note, but just yeah, all, all of them are Red Wings except for him. So he's he's just in my closet right now because I don't want him to mingle with the Red Wings guys. All right, I like that move. We're back. Yeah. We're back. Okay. So <laughs> All right, just, man. In your good graces. <laughs> That's how no, we Devin, you, you need to send Kyle the, the Ralph Macchio bobblehead and just have him replace that Ooh, with the legend. No, I only have one. So you, unfortunately, you will not. I'll send you a picture of Ralph, Ralph Macchio bobblehead. Well, send me something. Send me anything you want. Karate Kid. <laughs> Karate Kid. Sure. sure. All right, man. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we're going to get back to you again when, when they're back on the ice and uh, talk about yeah where we're at, uh, if there are any more silly names picked up for the, the Red Wings, if we decide to play in any more arenas, we'll let you know, and Thank maybe you, you come come meet us and hang out with us in one of them. Yeah. Have, have we met in real life, and I just don't know? No, we have not. Okay. No. Uh, the closest I got, uh, a mutual friend of mine is uh, John Ryan, oh. and when you guys were playing in Albany, I was side stage for that show, but we didn't really interact at that at that show. Gotcha. He's right, a, see what like, he does? He's a, he's a name drop for this guy. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it gives me a point of reference, so I'll forgive it. John, <laughs> John Ryan's actually in Detroit right now, but well, when I say Detroit, he's like forty minutes from me, which so I I don't think I'll make it up there. But oh, oh yeah, his, his new band's so good. Bit, I love Keep Flying so much. Yeah, so good. Oh. You got him started on Keep Flying. I can't, get it, I can't get enough of it right now. It's so good. Well, keep flying. <laughs> All right. All right. Enough, fanboy. Like We're going to leave the kid alone over there. <laughs> All right, man. Have a, uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll talk. Man. We'll keep All right, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. thanks for coming on. Find some words of wisdom in a bathroom star Michael. Devon. Hell of an interview, my man. Yeah. So after uh, we had our conversation with Kyle, I instantly watched the Russian Five. And holy shit. Like, you know, we were so young when, like, Fedorov and all those guys came over from Russia. But I highly, highly recommend, even if you're not a fan of the Detroit Red Wings, that you go and watch it. It is top notch. Right. Uh, As... 
some of you may or may not be aware, uh, during the final stretch of the regular season of last year, uh, when we needed some other teams to tr- try and help us control our destiny, I had become a recent lifelong Detroit Red Wings fan uh, for the time being. We needed their help. And uh, I was just trying to like throw out pop terms on Twitter, like the production line, Gordy Howe. Ferris Bueller is my favorite movie, but only because of the jersey. Like, just stupid stuff. And uh, Russian 5 popped up when I was, like, researching, like, funny pop terms. And that's where I remember seeing it. I actually, like, delved into... Or delve, delve, delved? Delved? Dove. Dove? Yeah, we'll go with dove. I dove into a little bit of the plot synopsis when I was um, doing my wise-ass routine. And it looked super interesting. So when you brought it up, I'm like, I wonder if it's the same one. And you, I did the same thing after the interview. I went and looked back and it was. And you watched it. You said it was great. Oh, it was so good. Like, the production value is cool. Like, they did these, like, cool, like, almost, like, comic scenes, like, as their transitions. And the whole story was just super interesting. And, you know, in our childhood, I remember Detroit just like being a powerhouse, but I didn't know what it took to build that team. And some of it, like the, the like backdoor stuff to get Sergei Fedorov here, like, and actually playing in the United States was pretty sketchy. Like if it, if these like backdoor little arrangements went the wrong way, like there could have been like mafia hits on some of the management in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the, NHL background is crazy to me. It's 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 cool and it's different. I think it's what kind of I don't want to say detracts, but confuses. It's what confuses I think people who aren't huge fans of hockey is because it's a bit of an international sport where you have your football, obviously there's really no I mean there no one's you know, it's an American sport. You're really not getting that many international players. Uh, basketball you get some international players here and there, but they're the controversy is very low. I mean you have What's his name? That was just on the Knicks, and now he's on Thunder or the Spurs. No, he's on the Trailblazers uh, from Turkey. I forgot his name. I'll remember it after the Porzingis? podcast. No, he's uh, he's long gone. No, uh, he's from Turkey. Anyway, he talked a lot of shit about the Turkish government. He's not allowed to go home. He can't even speak to his parents, really. But that's about it on that controversy front. And then, you know, baseball, you have the third world countries. You have a lot of gang violence and stuff in these countries that these guys are coming from a lot of them are cuban defectors at one point uh you know the famous um yankees pitcher that came over on a raft el duque and shit shit's crazy there but like international political ties in hockey is crazy especially with the russian background and just the khl in general existing and being somewhat of a not a formidable opponent to the nhl but a it's I don't number know, two a parallel league where i won't say parallel league i'll say it's an option it is a- absolutely yeah it is somewhat of an option for people in in this country and other countries uh you know, it's sketchy, but I, it's just the whole international background and goings-ons of... I mean, it's crazy. Even uh, even Kyle said it. You know, it's crazy to have the rights to a player from another country that could just say, I don't feel like playing for you. Yeah. Or... <laughs> you know like what I in, mean? Like, yeah. In the Fedorov case, they, like, literally went to the meeting with a briefcase of money and, like, a Corvette. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
which is just ridiculous. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought uh thought the interview was great. I think, you know, you said you said in the intro, uh, even though they've been broken up for some time now, it does not sound like they're broken up, Mikey. No, they're all still friends. All um, time. And I don't know, the the one uh guy that's over in California being a barber, just another sweet job. I think being a barber is awesome. Oh my god. Barber, postman. Yeah, those are two solid jobs. I would even be like a chef in another life. I'm just going to call you Mikey Neighborhood because you're just a neighborhood Mikey. Yeah, I like those jobs that like are, you know, focal points of a neighborhood. You I do. Be a, are you any interest in being a butcher? No, that would kind of go against <laughs> being a vegetarian, right? Oh, yeah, you're vegan. But, oh, so you just be a bartender. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I also but don't just... drink, so. <laughs> well, I would probably be a really good bartender. Like, what business wouldn't want to hire me, especially knowing that I don't drink? Because most bartenders are just slipping drinks throughout the whole shift. Speak for yourself. Narc. But anyways, <laughs> so he didn't put to rest if they have anything in the in the future coming up, which is big for you, big for the brand. Um, and I wasn't lying. Everyone, everyone likes the fireworks on the, uh, on the old playlist here. No. And I, I still think it was so cool. Like that hot mulligan tweeted out that picture of like someone in a, in a bathroom stall writing fireworks deserve better because I, I really feel like that is a mutual agreement of, of everyone in the music scene that like, fireworks should still be around and they should be one of the biggest bands in the pop punk scene extremely silly i'll call it meme it was pretty funny meme like living meme but also like very very inside joke i don't think there would be a lot of people that would get the joke so i'm glad we had the one guy on there that would (laughs) yeah i mean be tough for you to just be like hey and then you talk it all out and people be like oh funny but he got it, which is good. Yeah, I, I got that. Uh, I got that vibe. Uh, he put that vibe out too. It, it's kind of weird. Um, creatively, you know, I guess we're not really in the industry portion of things and how business works. So you just kind of wonder um, why these talented people, musicians, just sometimes it doesn't get where they deserve to be. And it kind of sounded to me as though maybe they were not looking to be defined but also not with a crowd that could get them where they needed to be consistently i think they were very different very ahead of where everyone else was at at, the, at that time and because of that it was kind of hard to place them somewhere and i think their lyrics are a little too deep for mainstream like you you really have to to think to understand a fireworks song like you really have to break it down the song because there's lots of like metaphors and figure figurative language that had you know a, a song could take multiple before we meanings. go on before we go on sorry before we go on just so I can try and riff with you about what you're about to say when you say mainstream are you talking our mainstream yeah yeah our mainstream okay so, like, so I, would, give I would say like a a state champs or a story so far level of success or even wonder years like. You know, a, a state champ song is very straightforward. Like, you know what the, the song meanings are. 
Well, I they were with Wonder Years for a while, and I, I would venture to say that Wonder Years lyrically and Dan Campbell lyrically is some of the most brilliant poetry and 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 storytelling that I have ever heard. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not as familiar enough as I should be with fireworks, but I, I don't know if lyrically it's ever going to stop you. I think I, I maybe I think nowadays it doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they kind of fit the mold of the wonder years. Uh, no, they like fireworks and wonder years were like a perfect mesh. Like they, they even went on tour together and I felt like that was a perfect match. But I mean, lyrically, it kind of reminds me of a Gatsby's American Dream song. Like Gatsby's American Dream had very, you know, interesting lyrics that weren't, you know, a, the typical like, you know, pop punk style of a song where, you know, there's heartbreak or writing songs about my friends and being in a van and stuff like that. There's more to it. I'm wondering now maybe if being with Wonder Years and being a perfect kind of mesh maybe even hurt them a little bit just because Wonder Years... I- I, I don't know. They shine so much. Maybe it shined a little bit brighter than them in comparison when they put next to each other, you know? I don't know. I don't mean to call one band out for another band's lack of success. I don't think Fireworks had a lack of success. I'm just, you know, we're, you know, they're obviously they've moved on a little bit and, you know, I'm using the Wonder Years as a as a bar to compare their musical careers. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I like them, and I, I think now there's a lot of space for them to come back um, and do what they've been doing and not really miss a beat, and they could probably do very well. It's just a matter of whether creatively, because sometimes creatively you're just not in that right space to do that. You need a spark. Um, you need a good idea to kind of get you up out of, out of your chair and, and, and get you to create. I know I feel that a lot. Sometimes I come up with something really good and it works for Yes Men and then I get a bit of anxiety because I think to myself, how am I ever going to figure something else out? How am I going to beat that? And then you just kind of give up for a little while and then uh, it hits you. And then you text Mike drunk at 3 a.m. with T-shirt ideas and he goes, oh, you're drinking again. I say, yeah, Mike, I am. You got a problem with that? I'm vegan. That's all I can have. Yeah, but at the same time, Fireworks has put out numerous albums, and usually, you know, like, the sophomore slump is a, a real thing, and Fireworks definitely got past that because they put out so many albums and EPs and whatnot. You know, I, I just think that they were ahead of their time, and... I'm not dogging them by any by any means. I'm just, you know, we are talking about they're they're currently not an active band right now and i feel like they could be so you know we're just kind of wondering you know i'm thinking out loud and at at the same time we've talked about it too like touring and being in a full-time band is a grind and sometimes you know people just move on to a different phase of their life uh it's true it's true and so we are going to move on here to our phase, your of, our phase life. of your life man i i heard uh you got some big plans coming up we're gonna be on a boat motherfucker i'm so jealous right now it's true. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I my my favorite pastime for like the past few weeks has been when Caitlin's like in her shower, like getting ready to go to bed and whatnot. I go downstairs and I watch cruise vloggers and just watch oh cruise God. videos. 
You worse. I can't really be mad at you because when my back hurts, I watch chiropractic videos to listen to people get their back cracked to make my back feel better. But so it's kind of like it's kind of like the same thing. We're getting our fix. Yeah. So like it, it really hurts me because I don't think I'm going to go on a cruise until next year or even the year after that. And I really want to go on one like tomorrow. So to hear that you're going to be just hamming it up on a cruise makes me so mad and jealous. Oh, is there going to be ham? There definitely is going to be ham. Dude, uh, there's going to be so much amazing I like, food. I like ham on my breakfast sandwiches every once in a while. Are you leaving out of New York or are you flying down to Florida? Jersey to Bermuda. You know, when you go to is places. Is it overnight in Bermuda or just yeah. like get to it's Bermuda one. and come back? No, no, no. It's overnight. It's okay. one overnight. I think it's like one day, one night. But, you know, when like you, you're going somewhere and somebody always has to throw out like a tidbit of warning to you. And don't leave the resort. Or like, if someone's trying to sell you a pizza, there's weed in the box. Don't get uh, tattoos in the Bahamas. Oh. Because I why? Did, did you? <laughs> yeah, dude. Why would you put a tattoo place right next to Senor Frogs? Oh, you know exactly why. That is just yeah the smartest businessman alive. What did you get? Hold got- on. You got a tattoo in the Bahamas? Yeah, dude. Tell me you got a frog. <laughs> That would have been awesome. Tell me you got a frog right now, because I understand why you've been drinking kombucha if you got a frog. No, I wish I got a, like, just, like, the Senor Frogs logo. That would have been epic. I got just, like, total scene kid tattoos from 2005. Nautical stars. Where? On my arms. Where are they on your arms? Uh, Like, right above each elbow. Really? Yeah, dude. Typical 2005 tattoo. Damn. I didn't. Do you regret them? No, dude. It was an awesome story. Tough AF. I like yeah. the move. I will not be. It could have been, went really bad if I got like an infection or AIDS or something. I mean, I, AIDS is terrible, terrible. I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody. So I don't want to hear about AIDS. It's horrifying. But I will not be going to Bahamas for a tattoo. I will be going to Bermuda. And like I said, people always have this stupid little pill of caution. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. But every time I say I'm going to Bermuda, like, oh, my God, it's just amazing. You're just going to be in heaven, which is dope. And are you going to do an excursion? I think we're going to go on a pirate. Definitely do an excursion. I'm I'm a big, big fan of excursions. Big excursion guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't really like walking around the ports because like when you get into a port, it's all like just shopping and like. It's not really even, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd, I'd much rather like, you know, go on a bike tour or snorkel or something like that. You're, you're a snorkeler. Snorkeling, man. Yeah, I, I like to snorkel. What was that? Back away from the microphone. What the fuck was that? Yeah, man. When you, when you snorkel in Belize, it's called snorkel. Look it up. I don't even want to know what that was an attempt at accent was. Horrifying. That's you are the, just the, the worst at accent. Well, dude, Belize is a weird place, man, where, where you would think. Belize? First of all, hold on before we go on. Where's Belize? Central, Central America. Right in the middle of America. Is that so? so? You, would, you would think that Spanish would be their native language, their native tongue, but it's not. It's actually English, but it's more like Caribbean English. So you're in the middle of Central America, but they talk like. 
they have like a Jamaican Caribbean accent. It's wild. Okay, I want you to say bacon with an English accent. Man, I, I'm not good at accents. Say bacon. As you can with, see. Say the word bacon with an English accent. It's going to sound Irish. Uh, sound? Have you had any bacon? Sounds like sounds like beer can in a Jamaican accent. Yeah, man. Beer can. Oh my god, there's nobody listening to this podcast anymore after that. Anyways, I'm going on a cruise. Uh, Mikey is going to be holding it down at the Thomas Grice hockey camp. He's already went one day. Mike, how'd that go? Yeah, that was cool. It was really cool to to see all the different jersey colors with the Isles Meetup logo on the back. And uh, just a well-run camp. I couldn't believe how many kids were there. And, you know, most of them are uh, living on the base full-time. There was actually one family that was in from Alaska, which was pretty wild for the camp. Ah, awesome. Yeah, so. Yeah, especially at your events. I mean, especially at your events, there's actually one uh, one group that came to the Coliseum and came to one of the tailgates uh, and said, hey, we're, you know, from the Thomas Grice camp. Um, we have, they were, they gave us tickets when we were in the area to go to a game here and, uh, you know, somebody said to come check you out. So the kids are awesome. The families are awesome. Um, they just deserve any help they can get any, you know, support that they can get. And, and, you know, with, with their families off, um, defending us and fighting for us and training and being on the lookout for, for our stupid asses uh you know the least you can do is help their family out while they're on the home front and yeah it's an awesome or i mean i still can't fathom the amount of money that you raised for for that for that group it's insane oh we spoke about it i mean it's 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 crazy man you, you should be really proud of yourself well yeah and it's not really me it's you know everyone in the group so hats off to everyone in the group that buys a 50 50 or participates in a raffle or whatever you know they the people in my group go well and above to try to help the camp and it was cool to see our funds in action and uh you know it'd be really cool like five years down the road if uh on an nhl draft platform a kid's getting called from fort bragg north carolina wouldn't that be cool oh and i'm not gonna lie like these little kids were dangling they were they were flying around the rink so you know, oh how how many little kids are going to a summer camp hosted by NHL players? Like it was Thomas Grice, but Eric Bolton was also there. Some of uh, Thomas Grice's coaches, goalie coaches, were there. And you know, to have that kind of personal attention when you're so young, just it it leaves a lasting impression on you. And you know, maybe these kids do go on to play, you know, either college hockey or in the NHL one day, and that's. Just showing that, you know, hockey is spreading into these non-hockey markets and just deal with it, Canada. We're just going to continue to call out Canada for the rest. <laughs> we just keep getting into fights with the nameless, faceless Canadian media. So very excited to have our next guest on. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. Be, it's going to be great. But anyways, yeah, it's it's great to. You know, you raise the funds, you feel great, that's one thing, but to actually follow them, hand them off, and then get to see exactly what they're doing is super fulfilling. Uh, you deserve it. You work your ass off. Um, and I do, too. I mean, I'm out here, I'm running races, running beer pong Olympics, uh, just 
sweating, toiling away uh, to raise money. And yeah, I completed. Uh, well, I finished. I finished the uh, 2019 Long Island Tough Mudder 5K. First place? Uh, no, no, no. They don't. Uh, there's no places in uh, Tough Mudder. It's a mutter thing. You wouldn't. You wouldn't understand that. We don't judge ourselves. Dude, against I got ourselves. the tough mutter tattoo tattooed on me in uh, Belize. Went well, to a Belize tattoo parlor and uh, yeah, got that tough mutter tattooed on me. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a tough mutter tattoo as well because I finished one last weekend. But again, we don't judge ourselves. Again, the the challenge is the is the prize. Uh, we don't need places. You know what I mean? So uh, we we finished it this weekend. We said that wasn't enough for us. So we went and we had ourselves beer Olympics. And uh, yeah, I mean, we killed it. We killed it this weekend. Uh, didn't give myself a lot of time to collect donations and i was still able to hit the goal of two thousand dollars will will be given to the matt martin foundation and uh yeah it's an experience like no other man tough mutter i highly suggest you getting involved with a tough mutter if you ever have the chance i got that asthma bro yeah you know what it it didn't really bother me all too much (laughs) from the air conditioning of offside tavern i don't i don't need you to comment on where i was or what was going on i just i finished a tough mutter and that's that so michael uh enough jerking each other off what do we got planned coming up for the people uh you know we got a, a solid guest that we've already recorded with um let's keep that a little bit of a secret until it drops and then uh honestly i'm just gearing up for the season you know i got some cool things that i got planned i i'm designing a woven scarf kind of like a soccer style scarf for the Mm. charlotte meetup group very nice and then i got the car decals they came today slapped those Uh bad boys on my car already they look sweet very nice and uh that's it just you know waiting till the hurricanes give me that custom link so that i can start selling tickets for that october game yeah, same with me in Philly, and we got a couple other things geared up. So stay tuned. Stay tuned to Yes Men. Stay tuned to all the meetup groups, and stay tuned to Bar Down Breakdown. We got a lot of good stuff coming, and uh, I'm going to yeah, lose dude, all my hair. Yeah, just don't keep – like, they just keep coming. I was wait, I, I'm still waiting for it to just get, like, cold and where I can't get anyone to come on. But knock on wood, man, everyone keeps responding and super excited to come on. So we're going to keep doing this for you people. For sure, for sure, till we run out. <laughs> All right, with that being said, Mikey, you got ups to meet. I got shirts to print, and uh, that's that, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Peace be with you. And off the with you. Hey.